Not that cricket. Clubhouse and Podcast. The name is Larry Rai, where I talk to you about all things Zimbabwe cricket. And as the second episode, have I got an action-packed show for you? As I said, new episodes, new fun things to talk about. And uh, first of all, just to tell you what we're going to run down for days, Sikandaraza talks about his double century. I've got the Logan Cup roundup. I've got Tusker's coach, Doug Hondo, on his team's impressive run so far. An update on Sean Williams, who hasn't played this season. Uh, some women's cricket stuff and also some other bits. Let's start with the Logan Cup roundout and Tuskers pulled off a seven-wicket victory over Alliance Health Eagles uh, for the Tuskers Craig Irvin scored 183 and uh, the precocious uh, Clive Magdande, the, yeah, the wicketkeeper from that end, got his first section century, which was 117, unbeaten all in the first innings. Um, before that, Tinom Tombozi got his first century of uh, the season, making 122. For the win, it was comfortable. Uh, after tea on day four, Irvin making 55 unbeaten and Milton Schumba smashing 33 off 20. I asked coach Doug um, I asked coach Douglas Hondo uh, a couple of questions. First of all, have you not won a single match last season? What was the mindset for Tuskers going into the season and of course uh, getting those two wins? Hey Larry, N- uh, nothing has changed really. Our mindset is still the same. We're a team that grinds out the opposition. It's just that uh, this season we are getting more performances from uh, more people. Um, that's that's attributed to the win, uh, to the two wins. Uh, we're getting the bowlers to bowl teams out twice. That's a plus. So that's the difference. It's been it's been a process, a long process of of getting guys to get to play this way. So the no wins from last season is st- is still part of, of that process. And this season has brought up some some wins and hopefully we'll carry on uh, when the four-day season starts again. And Tanunu Ramakoni has been a revelation. Uh, can you tell us about him? Tanunu Koni is a gritty, skillful player. Um, this season he has he's gone away in the off season, uh, added some more shots to his repertoire. That's why you see him uh, in the runs now. Uh, but he's always been gritty, um, skillful. But now he's got a few more shots. And thirdly, uh, how important is it for old heads such as Craig Irvin and Ainsley uh, to do the business? Uh, and as far as the team is concerned. Craig has always turned up, hey, he's one of those guys that when he gets in, he, he scores big. But this season, he's, uh, he's being supported, uh, as you said uh, earlier. Um, Tanu, Tanu got some runs. Clive Madande, is a, he's another talented youngster coming up. He got some runs. Mr. Nkosana, uh, he's, 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 he's chipping in with some 40s. Uh, we'd like to see him convert that. Uh, and then Ainsley on the bowling, he got a six for for us. Uh, we also got uh, Ernest Masuku with two fivers so far. 
Uh, Luke Jongre had bowled a brilliant spell against uh, Eagles. Um, and uh, Charlton Chuma chipped in with two vital wickets early on day four. So the old heads supported by the more experienced uh, guys is, is looking good for us. And finally, what's going on with Sean Williams? I've not seen him out in the park so far this season. Sean was set to play in the last game, but was ruled out uh, by by the doc in the morning of uh, the first day. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back for us for the Pro 50s. But yeah, he was he was set to play in the last game. So there you have it. You've heard it exclusively here on the Clubhouse and Podcast. Sean Williams. I know there's a lot of speculation out there. Some people say maybe he's gone into retirement again and uh, all that sort of thing. It is, it is. yeah, I mean, I just don't see a, a situation where Sean Williams is going to leave the game anytime soon. He, he's one of the stalwarts of the game. He's much loved and he's much taken care of. If you look at it uh, in, in as far as his development, uh, Sean Williams has had his... Um, uh, his best numbers under Lal Chand Rajput, who got his new uh, spanking new contract uh, recently. That, that still has not been. There still has not been any communication from Zimbabwe cricket, uh, and as far as that situation is concerned, as soon as I get it, I'll be put it out to you. I'll even try to get an interview with the coach, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll try and get something happening. But yeah, so th- that's where we are at the moment. Uh, Sean Williams is available. But I'm very impressed with Craig Irvin. He's just, when he gets done, uh, far out, I think he's fit, the best batsman in Zimbabwe at the moment and one of the best to have come out of the country. And for someone who's like 36 right now, he just keeps scoring. He can, just keeps achieving. Um, he, he's got very little time for all sorts of things that may come up, you know, like getting involved in all sorts of crazy situations and so forth. He, he's just really a guy who just does his cricketing, uh, puts his hair down, goes home uh, to his wife and kid and stuff like that. He, he's just your consummate professional and he does a lot of his talking with the bat. Um, on the other side of town, because that wasn't the only uh, Logan Cup uh, match that was happening, there's a draw between... Um, Alliance, you know, Mountaineers and Southern Rocks. But before I talk about Alliance Health Mountaineers and Southern Rocks, what's going on with my Alliance Health Eagles? After the first two matches, they thought it looked like they were going to run away with this. Um, Stuart Matsikinieri's side, and it was based on their very effective batting uh, lineup. And Tanaka Chiwanga took another five four this season, so that's. Uh, some impressive cricketing from him that, this particular season. Um, I just don't know what's happening happened with them. Why they've fallen off a little bit? Uh, there was they've still got a bit of perform, um, stuff happening with with uh, young Wesley Maidevere getting runs in there, but they just somehow not putting it together. And they lost the last two matches after winning the first two. <sighs> Hopefully, they turn it around and get a bit more competitive. On the other side of town, it was a draw between uh, Mountaineers and Southern Rocks. Rocks are the defending champions, whilst um, Mountaineers were the winners before that. Of course, uh, like I told you before, Mountaineers are coached by uh, Zimbabwean legend Dave Houghton. Sikanda Raza of Rocks picked up his um, second double century in first-class cricket. More from him in a minute. Uh, Roy Kaia got his second century of the season. Uh, for Mountaineers, Englishman Ben Compton make, made his debut in first-class cricket for uh, in the Logan Cup, uh, no less, and he got his first 
and he got his first uh, 50 in first-class cricket. Um, then PJ Moore, who is also at Mountaineers, scored 81. But the star of the show is Sikandar Raza, and I asked him, uh, first of Hume, by the way, his number was 226. How do you feel getting your second double century in first-class cricket? Um, hi, Larry. Listen, it's always nice to get 100 and, and, and more so to get a dub, second double 10 of my career. It's, it's, it's quite pleasing, humbling, to be honest. Um, I remember um, going to bed at 83 and having breakfast with my father, and he was like, listen, son, everyone's getting 100, um, so it would be nice if you can get a double 100 and you know that will send a strong message out as well so he was praying for me my mother was praying for me and I tried and um, put my head down and try and do as well as I can as I do in every game and alhamdulillah this time I was lucky enough to get a double 100. Do you feel it makes a statement for some who feel the older players can't make the runs anymore? Um, For me it wasn't it wasn't about making a statement to those who feel like older players are not valuable or they can't make runs anymore because for me their values, um, their their opinion do not do not matter to me. Um, if a senior player or players are not valued in an organization, then best of luck to the organization. Or if senior player or players are not valued by certain individuals, um, in in or outside the organization, then clearly they ha- they do not have much knowledge about about the game and things like that. Uh, because in my opinion, any any system, any you know um, sort of cricketing culture runs on those senior ex- senior players that brings quality experience and all a lot of other attributes that they have learned through time bring to the table. Um, not only that, um, what is also important to have senior players not just performing, um, also take making sure that junior guys are performing around them, sharing those little things that help when the when the time and um, when the time and scoring gets tougher. So for me, what was important that myself, um, that I managed to get a double 100, but what was more important that the players who batted with me also got runs. And that is also, in my opinion, part of a senior guy's role as well, that you try and make sure that you help the kids around you to get runs. So Roy got a 100, um, Siga got a 60-odd around me. Um, Richie is a senior guy anyway, so whether you get a double 100, 100, 60, 70, I mean, Richie's senior enough. Um, similarly, um, Craig got 100 and players around him got runs again. So Tino got 100 in Eagles game and players around him like Wesley got runs. Um, Milton got runs around Craig. So, you know, senior guys bring a lot more to the table than just the sc- runs, in my opinion. As defending champions, you've you've had a very difficult time of it. Uh, how important was it to lose, uh, was it not to lose rather, and hopefully launch from here? As a defending chairman, we, it is true that we've had a tough time. We've played three games um, so far. So we've got five games left. And I think what is really important that we have to try and win four out of five and draw the last one and see where we're at. Um, we only lost one, which is unfortunate. And we managed to draw two. We could have won, but, uh, you know, there is no... There is no winning or losing draw and things like that so a draw is just a draw um so yeah listen it, what what was encouraging that in every game uh, from the first to the second to the third the graph for the rocks was going up so that was very pleasing so a big takeaway from sikandar raz's statement there was when he talks about if the if people and he also says even the organization does not appear uh, to you know care about uh, the senior players then you know it's their loss type of thing that is pretty much saying it. It's it's a bit defiant. Um, you, you like fighting talk because I said in my last 
uh, in the first episode that if any of the senior players put their hand up, they should still be uh, considered for a selection. Uh, in the T20 format, of course, uh, it seems as if Zimbabwe cricket have gone and say that they're going to go with the kids. And that's what they've decided. And I suppose, you know, if they've made that as a statement, then that's that. But I guess he's also saying that, look, there's some situations that young kids are not going to understand. Um, and, and I guess it's up to people like Raza to, to, to show why they should be in there. If he goes into domestic T20 and makes uh, the top, you know, number of runs, then nobody's going to ask questions. And for me, that was a big question for him when I asked him about, about the fact that the senior players um, making runs is because, you know, you had some of the young kids getting their first hundreds and so forth during the season. Of course, guys like Roy K, Kaya, who are ever present in terms of runs, were making their runs, but it, it, it just shows a, a little difference and gives the selector something to think about. If the youngster is making 100 and the senior is making a big 100, so your 180s, your, even just a 150 and, and 200 and above, then it shows that there is a fighting element within within the cricketing squad and because um, the value of the 100 must must be a bit different, you know what I mean? If I'm not saying that if a, if a senior makes 105, it's not important for 105, but you, you kind of then show that you are a class apart and saying that I've got all this experience that allows me to, to move and make bigger 100s that the youngsters are coming through so that you give them something to aspire to. And also in terms of the grading system and all that other stuff, then the youngsters stop thinking that they can be disrespectful to the older ones. I don't know. I mean, like I said, achievements and leadership for me are the, are the two big things that are the differentiators uh, when we talk about, you know, status within teams and so forth. If, if, if a young person is achieving and get, running away, away with the ball, then th that's it. Whether it's in football, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what what um, what age you are. Your leadership comes more in your achievement and your leadership qualities rather than your age. Um, so, looking at uh, uh, after all of that, looking at the, the the log, Tuskers are on the top, on top with twenty five with two wins and a draw. Eagles are twenty with two wins and two losses. Uh, Mountaineers have one win, one draw, one loss, and so on. Fifteen. Rhinos are on 10 points after just one victory. Uh, this is after three matches. And Rocks are on three, uh, are winless this season, having drawn two matches. They've, won, they've got 10 points. They're the only team that have not won a match this season as the defending champions. Um, looking at that, also fascinating, that is that um, uh, Eagles have already played four matches. And uh, going forward after this, um, is they're going into the Pro 50s. So there's going to be a bit of a break from the from the uh, current format, I think, preparing for the ODIs and T20s that are coming towards the end of the year against Bangladesh. Um, the 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 old the fifty Pro fifty kicks off this coming uh, Thursday with match with a match between uh, who's playing? Who's playing? I think it is Tuskers versus Eagles in Mutare. And I, th I, had, I had it on the notes somewhere. Tuskers versus Eagles in Matari and Rocks versus Rhinos in Kwekwe. So the matches are, the domestic matches are moving out of town, of course, with the 
um, the women's qualifier coming in. Let's look at who's, what the ratings are. Sikandar Raza ex expectedly then shoots to, the, shoots to the top in as far as most runs uh, with 378. Craig Irvin is on 363. Uh, uh, Kudzai Maunze is on 346. Wesley Madevero on 315. And to round off the top five, we've got Tanunu Ramakodi of uh, um, Tuskers, who is on 284. There have been 1,200s uh, this season, five of them coming in the last match day. Yeah, remember what I told you last season in five match days? In, in ten, 10 matches haven't been played, I know less. Um, what, what the, 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 there were only... Uh, there are only 400s, and that is in 20 innings. I mean, it might have been less than 20 innings. I should have come to that. But only 400s. So there's been a run fest this season. Uh, Sikandar Razester is at the top with the most, um, in, the highest individual run of 226. Kuzama Wunze and Craig Irvin are on 183-inch. Uh, let's look at the top five. I'm just looking for the top five. I beg your pardon. The page is not going down. Um, number five, number four is Richmond Mutumbani with 156. Tanunu Ramakoni with 129. Um, looking at the wicket taking, Ernest Masugu joins Brendan Mavuta uh, with 18 wickets each at the top. Uh, followed behind by Tanaka Chiwanga, who's on 17, we'll see Wellington Masakadza, who's on 16, and Tapiwam Fuzao, who's on 14. So that's what it looks like for um, the domestic setup. The domestic cricket continues, even though the women's qualifier is on. So this is exciting. There's a lot of cricket that's going on. Uh, but again, speaking of the women's qualifier, preparations are at an advanced stage for the Zimbabwe women. Uh, the fixture list came out for the ICC Women's World Cup qualifier, and we kick off on 21 November with four matches. Hosts Zimbabwe take on Thailand at Harare Sports Club, uh, Bangladesh are up against Pakistan at Old Hararians, West Indies versus, versus Papua New Guinea at Sunrise Sports Club, and Ireland versus Netherlands at Takashinga Sports Club. Zimbabwe are in Group B with uh, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Thailand, and the USA. The other group has got the West Indies, Sri Lanka, Ireland, Papua New Guinea, and the Netherlands. And uh, the top three teams in each group make it to the Super Six, where the top three teams go to the World Cup opener, uh, the World Cup proper that's happening in uh, next year. Before that, Zimbabwe take on Bangladesh in three ODIs in Bulario, where they will play in front of fans for the first time. Tickets are $5 and $2, depending on where you are sitting. Uh, you must have a COVID-19 proof of vaccination for entry, along with your ID. Uh, very important, that. And um, so uh, that that's I'm, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of fans in this day. The last time that the ladies had fans is, was in 2019. So it may come as a culture shock for some of them because for the last 18, 20 months, they've not played. In fact, the last 24, it'll be 24 months or so since they played in front of fans. So it's, it might come as a culture shock for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> really might. Uh, I spoke to Coach Adam Chifo um, and asked him how the preps were going. Uh, this is what he had to say. Thanks, Larry. Well, uh, the preparations are very, uh, going very well. We started our practice on Tuesday. Uh, we have had time to have uh, nets fielding, but most importantly, 
we have had a center of practice and the practice match against uh, the development side, you know, where we uh, wanted to have a match situation. But those are we good. Are there any injuries or fitness concerns? And how has Sean Mayers uh, integrated into the team? In terms of injury, you know, we're still assessing, you know, we've got Krista uh, Botetonda, we just returned. Uh, Marianne is still managing her return from surgery. Um, a couple of niggles here and there, but uh, nothing big. Otherwise, uh, the players are in good form and good nick for the tournament. It's good for us to have Sean back. I mean, she's no stranger to the change room, and I'm happy. I mean, already she's uh, in the change room and already chilled in with the, with the rest of the players. Otherwise, it's good to have her back. And finally, what are you hope, hoping to get out of this series? Obviously, this is the last part uh, of our preparations before the big tournament. So, you know, we're just looking to fine-tune um, all aspects in terms of all departments of the game, in bit of air betting, bowling, and fielding, you know, just try and do, uh, do check a few combinations here and there. But otherwise, uh, I mean, we, we've done most of the work. We've done what we could have done with the time we had. We're just looking forward to the games now. And if you're not in Bulawayo, don't fret. The match will be screened on the Zimbabwe Cricket uh, YouTube page. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm expecting there to be commentary. Uh, this time. I know that domestic team matches have, haven't gotten commentary, so I think guys like Eli who are already in Bulawayo will be able to provide commentary for those uh, for those three ODIs taking place in Bulawayo. If you want to share with me your excitement, uh, get in touch with me on Twitter at Kujirai. Tag me pictures of what's happening there. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to start a giveaway. I'm in the final stages of discussions to do giveaways giveaways for um, those who um, follow the Clubhouse End podcast and also going to be making sure we get some really exciting new content, uh, get, giving you all the tidbits that's happening in cricket. If you have, if you have some an interesting local cricket story, so maybe there's a local league in your area, maybe Marondera or something like that, get in touch with me, Larry at 3-mob.com. I would like to feature it here on the Clubhouse End podcast. It's not just in uh, provincial and national team issues that we want to talk about here. If you've got some age group tournament that's pretty exciting, please get in touch. Let's see what, what we can get, get information about cricket, um, whether at grassroots level, at international level. If there's a topic you'd like me to discuss, sure. If there's a question you'd like me to, to ask uh, a, a specific person and say, maybe you want to find out something from, I don't know, Andy Blicknow. <laughs> or Alistair Campbell or uh, Elton Chigumbura or the chairperson of Zimbabwe Cricket uh, I will do my best to, to get that answer for you just get in touch with me Larry at 3-mob.com oh by the way if you are hearing sounds and echoes like that I'm recording this episode uh, in uh, the spatial sound the holy grail of Zimbabwe Cricket but one of the scorers sections at Harare Sports Club, I'm overlooking uh, the, and the sprink, uh, overlooking the hallowed ground where we've seen a Villa, Virat Kohli play. We've seen uh, uh, we've seen uh, so many guys. We've seen uh, Brett Lee come and play here. We've seen uh, uh, why am I suddenly running out of names? <laughs> Some of the greatest players, uh, Aaron Finch coming to make his 170 odd. 
uh, yeah, the holy grail of, of, of cricket. Uh, play all, all sorts of uh, countries have come and play here. Every test playing country, no less, has come and played here. So it is a hallowed, hallowed turf. It's getting, it's being get, uh, readied for the qualifier, of course. And uh, after that, there will be the visit by Afghanistan. So yeah, it was just exciting to be able to record an episode. Uh, watching over this hallowed turf, a turf that um, many Zimbabwean, young Zimbabwean cricketers dream of one day donning their international jersey and playing for Zimbabwe and where young uh, umpires like Lantern Rosere started off and now are, you know, umpiring at the T20 World Cup. Um, but it was a zenith of their performance first fall in Zimbabwe. It is a historic place in which also the... the, the Maybe I should do an episode just about Harare Sports Club. What do you think about that? <laughs> do get in touch. The Clubhouse M podcast is available is increasingly available on all platforms. It's available on Spotify. It's going to be on very soon on iTunes or whatever you call it. It's already on Google Play. iTunes being Apple Podcasts. It's already on Spotify, and you can find it on a couple of other places. The Clubhouse and Podcast is a pro- is produced uh, by myself, Ladikwila, by four, three men on a boat. Otherwise, take care of yourself and the people that you love. Stay loving Zimbabwe cricket. And as, as I say, from where I come from, my name is Ladikwila, I serious Sasevenza. Peace. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 